Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. that one on loop please that uh (laughs) that was uh yet another classic rj call this time courtesy of the efforts of michael grosick the rj classics continue on msg last night it was uh some buffalo philadelphia not specifically that but um you never grow tired of any of the success that came especially in the postseason and tonight the attention in RJ Classics on MSG will shift to Buffalo and Ottawa, which undoubtedly, and assuming it has nothing to do with 2007, will conjure up great memories from Buffalo-Ottawa playoff past. Welcome to the show. It's Sabres Live. Marty and Brian with you back in our respective studios after yesterday's wonderful opportunity mm-hmm. at this uh, still challenging mm-hmm. time emotionally. Uh, it was It was a really, really, really nice opportunity to be around so many alumni yesterday and to hear just the ongoing uh appreciation for the career of rick generet it was a great opportunity um to see them on sunday at celebrating rj uh, at the arena and then again uh on monday at the golf the alumni golf event uh it's great to loosen up a little bit on the golf course i joked around with mike wilson a couple of times he was with jason daw and his group and actually big willie can hit the ball a mile right so i was on 18 he was on 10 i'm challenging him to hit it as hard and as high as he can and the thing went about 100 miles into the air and maybe like 50 feet in front of him like it literally was a sandwich driver that he hit up in the air (laughs) We laughed. Um, a lot of other alumni out there. At one point, we're sitting at a table with Tom Draper, Phil Mirror, myself. Dwayne Rollison was next to me. It was like all the goalies. We're all like goalie fraternity hanging together. And you, I, Duffer. I had the best one, Darren Poopa. Darren Poopa, with yeah, all due you respect, did. So, yeah. yeah, Poops was at a different table, but you did have a cart full of right-handed catching goaltenders between you <laughs> and Poops. So it was... Uh, 
It was a great event. Yeah. Um, I had to leave early on dinner because, um, you know, Jacob was leaving today. It was his last night at home before heading out to juniors. So I actually walked away not knowing if I won the closest to the pin because oh. I think I was eight feet from the pin on a tough part three, and it may have been the one. So I, I did not you hear share? your name called. And if oh. your name was called, it would have been uh, held in very low regard if you weren't there to accept the acknowledgement. So I think I would have recalled this happening. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm quite well, sure. I did we tell Scott McManagle, I'm like, if I win the, the closest to the pin, Make sure you return the prize, right? And he's like, right. okay, here's what we'll do. If you win, I'm going to, instead of having a dozen golf balls, I'm going to make it a money prize and I'm going to keep it in my pocket. So I said, <laughs> thanks a lot, Scott. You're going to make me look bad. But anyway, he, uh, he was going to handle that. So maybe they, uh, they skipped over my name. Mm, I don't think so. But <laughs> I, will say, I will say this. Our group was very much lamenting. Um, Lost opportunities. We uh, we were really good yesterday, but we parred every single par three at Niagara Falls Country Club. There were five of them, and <laughs> we just couldn't avoid the par. And unfortunately, we were three shots off the uh, off the lead when it was all said and done. But we came in at minus eleven. Uh, Darren Poopa was an absolute thrill to play with. Steve, Jim, Jeff, and Juice, who's Kurt, uh, were outstanding teammates and it was uh, a really great day darren you know we've done stuff with darren over the years but uh, i'd never had the opportunity to just kind of sit and get to know him for well six hours because it yeah. was a long round <laughs> poops has got stories and he's great he to talk to you talk about you guys parring par threes we bogeyed a couple of par threes that we were seven under with two bogeys imagine like that is how tough it was. Uh, but I did play with a great group of, uh, well, Connor and Ferris. Connor's and Ferris. So Tom Ferris was on our group with uh, a few of his uh, of his attorneys. So I was well surrounded. Let me tell you, if I shanked one right or left, number one, they would have chased out and said, hey, we're workers' comp attorneys. We will help you get money. And Marty will protect you. Don't worry. So I was well surrounded. <laughs> so you know, or you could have assumed that I would have run into Tom after the round. Yes. And when I asked him about how the round went, he wasn't too happy. So I'm guessing that much of that uh, dismay and disappointment was based on your performance. Okay. So it was really like, I had a couple of good drives. I had a couple of good iron shots. Um, but again, this is my, this was my fourth time this summer. I'm, I'm a guy that usually would like in the few years back, I would go twice a week, right. And play regularly. Right. And, you know, Saturday morning, you show up at the course, you have a match going and whatnot. Now I don't do that. And then figuring out your swing and your rhythm and all of it. I had some really good moments. I had some bad moments. But the, the best part is there's a guy on our group, Mark, who is a right-handed golfer. And I kid you not, he needed to, to aim about 50 to 75 yards left of the fairway and let that thing boomerang back in. There was some scary moment for people that were on the tee box next to us or in the green next to us when they see this guy that's lining up like over their heads and bringing it back in. But we had a good chuckle at that. Uh, we just couldn't put like the greens yeah. were were really, again, like very um, undulated. There was some really good breaks. We just couldn't put. And it was uh, a really wonderful, um, you know, post golf match uh, dinner. Um, we all sang happy birthday to Pierre Turgeon, oh, which yeah. was nice. Uh, he got up and spoke about, you know, 
launching his career here in Buffalo and now going into the Hall of Fame. And um, and as always, Razor just, you know, had uh actually Razor, I, I would say probably came the closest to choking up that I've 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 heard him. Um yeah. he was just incredibly appreciative again for the numbers, uh, as it pertains to the number of alumni that are coming back to these events and and 60, ultimately what you talked about on the yesterday. show. Yeah, and ultimately what you talked about on the show yesterday, which is because of this, um, the opportunity to um, provide scholarships for kids in Western New York and Southern Ontario. And uh, by the way, one of the great touches yesterday from the alumni and Niagara Falls Country Club, the flag sticks. Yes. With the RJ flags. Yep was really 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 nice and uh listen that was not a a a long period of time to get organized to get 18 flags and put them up and have rick generate with the microphone and rj in there on every single one of them really nice touch with that um when coming back to the um uh to the 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 scholarships (laughs) we had our alumni meeting you know uh before we did sabers live yesterday but scotty metcalf you know, kind of spoke up. He goes, Hey, just want to let you guys know my son got a scholarship from, uh, from the Sabres alumni and he's graduating from Yale medical school. And everybody was like, it's your boy. Really? Scotty? Like, how did that happen? But Scotty is the first one to joke about it. His two kids are, are fantastic, but yeah, his son graduating from Yale medical school. And he was one of the, uh, you know, many recipients, almost a million dollars given up in scholarship fund, uh, scholarship money over mm-hmm. the years with the alumni. So uh, there's a lot of uh, great things that, that were accomplished for sure. So thanks again to the alum. It's August 29th. And that means we are just a couple of weeks away from the prospects challenge. Um, how close are we? Do you think to Darlene and power news? <laughs> Dare I ask this question again? Okay. So where we thought a lot, well, well, not that we thought, but it could have happened on July one. You know, so July 1 is free agent, uh, the opening of free agency. So that's the window where Darlene and Power could sign their extension. So I'm thinking, okay, July 1, maybe something's going to happen. It didn't happen. Should we move July 1 to September 1? Is September 1 the new July 1? I don't think it's going to happen on September 1. But could we say that a couple of weeks after September 1 is when an announcement may come into place? I think... I, I would assume that the Sabres want Dallin here to be able to make a really nice announcement, what they've done with social media and all that over the last couple of years and the players uh, being involved in it. I think it will be fun. But I I definitely don't think we're going into training camp without a that Rasmus Dallin extension. And I think Owen Power is going to be right then as well. But I don't think we go into training camp without those two being extended. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to turn this into like a a betting opportunity? Well, we could. What's the over-under? Is September 10 the over-under? Like, uh, I don't know. We... I, I, I feel like we need our our crew here to uh, set the line and uh, then prompt us to uh, make our decisions. So Okay. So um, prospect challenge is obviously in the middle of the month. Uh, mm-hmm. Camp opens up a little bit after that. I. I, I would say, I would say there's going to be a window, a 48 hour window between prospect challenge and the start of actual practices for camp. I think that's when mm-hmm. it gets done. That's my window. That's probably a plus 350, a plus 450 when it comes to uh, to the betting line there. 
So you're saying before? I'm saying before training camp, before the opening of training camp. Mm. I'm going to need to wait a few days and see what the schedule is, the actual lay of the land, because then I might just, uh, you know, be able to identify a real big moment. Like when's FanFest start again? Oh, I'm not 100% sure on it's the 16th. Day. I think it's the it weekend is of the like 16th, right? The weekend of the, uh, the, the, the prospect challenge. Yeah. 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 So here's the thing. Maybe it's then. Uh, but I also think that, you know what? Like as a player, I'm thinking if there's a guy that's going to have a big contract coming his way, mm-hmm. I want it to be like right at the beginning of training camp because that person better set up a fantastic team dinner, right? Like if it's, or you're talking Rasmus Dallin, an eight year extension at 10 million or so, like you're looking at it and you say, dude, you're taking not only the team, the trainers, the prospects, everybody, this is a 50 people dinner that you're paying for. That's, that's as simple as that. And I'm going to organize it. I'm going to go to a place where they got a great wine list. It's going to be like a rookie dinner, but with only one person paying and that's Rasmus Dallin or maybe Owen Power on top of it too. Yeah, I would think. Yeah, like wouldn't split you, the bill? Go, yeah, split the bill, man. Absolutely. <laughs> um, as far as you know, the these are obviously significant contracts for the organization moving forward. Yes, but they're not exactly pressing, even though we like to talk about it. It's not urgent. These players are playing, and yet there's the calendar about to turn to September, and we still have nine um, RFA's across the league including some pretty big big names you know um how likely is there going to be a holdout this year and might it be Uh, trevor zegris it it could be trevor zegris when you look at the uh uh the potential of a a holdout uh I would think if I'm the Anaheim Ducks, I don't want to go into a season with Trevor Segrist not there. I mm-hmm. feel like there's a little bit of finally some momentum uh, with Anaheim, with their young players and the health of the players that they want to move forward with. Um, so I would try to avoid a holdout when it comes to Trevor Segrist. But at the same time, that's why this next contract, the second contract is always very difficult because a player hasn't accrued enough years to be able to go to arbitration. And the team is not saying, hey, there you go. This is an easy. They don't. Nobody has pressure, especially the team. The team doesn't have pressure to get it done. They can play the, you know, they have the leverage. They can play hardball and just basically say, we're not doing it. So if I'm Trevor Zegers, I know I have the talent. I know I can make a difference long term. Get that short term deal. Get the the two year bridge and and hit it later. But make sure you're there at the start of the season. Oh, hadn't really ever considered that. Just assume that this is like Troy Terry that um, and not that not, that's not to say that there wasn't a shorter offer at any point for for Terry. But we know where he came in, which is just under Cousins and Thompson. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think it's all or nothing. But I mean, if it's a bridge deal for Zegris, you really think that the team could risk a two year at this point? Well, I would I would think so, knowing that the cap is going to go up and that his value to the team, if as advertised. And I I keep saying with Trevor Zegras, it's a bit of a cat and mouse game here. Mm -hmm. Yes, there's been the absolute spectacular, you know, flipping of the puck and lacrosse type goals and the skill. But. You also saw, and and if you were watching Anaheim closely last year, you saw a side to Trevor Zegers that is, well, this guy had a uh, a bit of a um, 
short fuse, especially when it came to the coach. Um, they didn't see eye to eye. Um, is he on the, the next? He's on the Jack Hughes level. Is he on that level of the neck, the Nathan McKinnon level that, you know, when you saw Nathan McKinnon take steps forward, uh, Matthew Kachuk level, uh, you know, even a Johnny Gaudreau level when he was with Calgary, is he on that level or is he the next tier? The guys that are good have a ton of skills, but mm -hmm. are not putting it together and they're not dominating games. Like is well, Trevor Zegras on the one level or on the other? It's an, it's a perfect uh, comparison. And you have to keep in mind that when Jack Hughes came in, the devils were not good yes. and the ducks have not been good. And this is a major major project for this Ducks team to make the proper projection here on Trevor Zegris. But that that's why I probably got concerned, defensive, unsure about like a bridge deal for him because, oh boy, like if he, if they do think that he's got that, I mean, within a two-year or even three-year, but especially a two-year bridge, oh, I could change the long-term dynamics and cap impact for this player and team. Um He's 22 years old. Right. But like, like now, if you took him, like even if you think he's slightly better than Terry, or even if you don't think he's slightly better than Terry, what is, which I think most people believe he is, except Shayna. Um, <laughs> but I, no, and that's not to say one's better than the other. She was just making the contract comparison. And, and yeah. we, we love that because she's strong in her uh, takes on all of this. But like, what would be the wrong like what would be wrong about just giving him seven times seven point five right now? Yeah, I don't think Trevor Zegras is thinking that. That's the thing. Trevor Zegras is thinking he thinks of himself as Jack Hughes. He thinks of himself as uh, you know, but you know Jack Hughes is on a bargain deal now for the rest of his potentially devil's career based on how it looks, what he's already producing, and how early on he is in that extension. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Jack Hughes is an $8 million player. It's a bargain of a deal. That's, but that's Trevor Zegers is saying, I don't want to be a bargain of a deal. I want to get my value. But is he that guy? He had 65 points last year, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, Troy Terry had 61 points, four points back. Troy Terry and, played yeah. 11 less games. Right. He would have been. So Trevor Zegers, are you the Anaheim Ducks? Are you the guy to get him out of it? I don't know. I'm I I'm leaning almost towards a no. I think he's a great player, yeah. fantastic player, but I'm leaning towards a no. If I'm Anaheim, Pat Verbeek, I'm not giving him the nine nine and a half that he would want. I'm mm -hmm. saying you got to earn it. You got to get us out of that rut that we're in. And I think Trevor Zegers is saying seven and a half is not enough. I want wow. the nine. Wow. I mean, I could tell which way you were leaning, but thank you for clarifying. Um, it, I, it's, it is, it's, it is really John Gibson, Trevor Zegers. That's easy for me. <laughs> duck, duck, goose, right? Like, yes, exactly. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, now that's Jamie, a great headline right now. You would be a great editor. <laughs> now, Jamie Drysdale is the, Oh boy. I yes. mean, almost overlooked in all of this, like just the, just the lost season last year because of injuries only played eight games. So he's not had any leverage. So he's got to get his, his deal done. He's 21, but you know, more likely to impact the Sabres, if you will, is Shane Pinto's deal in Ottawa. He is yet another one of these <laughs> outstanding Ottawa players who comes in under 25 years of age. He's 22. He's already a 20 goal scorer. And I think he gets quite frankly lost 
in the conversation with how good Ottawa is and how stocked their system is. Now, so, think of it. Like, you talk about Drysdale and Pinto. They are two of the most unique contract situations because they are what they call a 10.2C, which mm-hmm. they are restricted free agents, but they have not accrued enough play games to be able to get offer sheets. So they even get less. Mm-hmm. of leverage they don't have arbitration rights they don't have offer sheets rights they don't have anything right so for drysdale and pinto i'm thinking this is i i can remember my second contract i had just played 30 some games with the sabers and i remember meeting with darcy regera my agent and he's like this is the contract we want to offer you in two years and i'm like i just won 20 games last year and i Actually, save your season. We made the playoffs because I kept us afloat during the season. I played 39 mm-hmm. games, I think. And then Ashik came back and we made the playoffs. And we played Philadelphia in that playoff round. And we're going to talk about it later. But it was, they're like, no, you don't have any rights. This is what it is. And I held out. And I held out for what? Nothing. I held out for the exact same thing that was offered to me in July and August. Right? Mm-hmm. So if you are Drysdale in Anaheim and Shane Pinto in Ottawa, You have to be careful because you don't have any leverage. Less than Trevor Zegers had. Because at least right. he could have looked for an offer sheet when it comes mm-hmm. to Trevor Zegers. Yeah, Pinto, though, I mean, just just for the reminder, not that, you know, uh, you want to belabor this, but again, it's Ottawa-Buffalo and RJ Classics tonight, so it's pertinent for the discussion of Ottawa and yes. Buffalo now. But Stutzla, Kachuk, Giroux, Tarasenko, a healthy Josh Norris, Drake Batherson, stop me if you're getting nervous. Kubalik, pretty much guaranteed 20. Shane Pinto, pretty much guaranteed 20. Like, this is a ridiculously deep offensive team wow. that Ottawa has. Anton Forsberg is fully healthy. He's been practicing forever. He said he actually would have been back last year in the playoffs yes. had they made it. So their goaltending is now set with their new money man in Corpus Allo, four million a year times five years, plus a healthy Forsberg. So they're more well positioned there from a stability standpoint, one would think. And then you've got Shabbat, Chikrin, um, and Sanderson as the headliners in your group. Um yes. I, again, don't really sleep, good. don't sleep on the Sens. Yeah, but again, like because they have all that talent, Shane Pinto is in a position where he may be bottom six. And I, you know, according to Daily Faceoff right now, you look at their line structures. You know, you've got um, Stutzla as number one C. You have Josh Norris as number two C, and you have Shane Pinto as three C. So mm-hmm. Pinto finds himself in the bottom six, may not get the opportunities like the the Stutzla and the Norris and the Batherson to play top six minutes because they've added so many good pieces up front that will take up right. the top six positions but my point is, is i think their third line will outscore most third lines and ridley greg's not to be overlooked they love him as a prospect and yes. he has a very good opportunity as well so i just yeah i think they're going to be super deep and it's going to be very 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 challenging so um this maybe ties in but i'd like to introduce a new segment today it's called the wrong benoit here on sabers live yes and uh There have been some that played for both the Sabres and the Senators. So I'm going to give you a little quiz. Okay. Um, Benoit Hogue, Benoit Pouliot, Benoit Brule, Benoit Gratton, Benoit Olivier Gru, Benoit Gosselin, Benoit Dusablon. How many of those Benoits played for the Sabres? Oh, my gosh. I didn't count all of them, but okay. So I know Benoit Pouliot did. Benoit Hogue Mm -hmm. did. Uh... 
I I I I tuned uh, the, the other ones off because I thought they were made up names. I really <laughs> thought you were going to say how many of those are made up, and I was going to say, okay. well, five. I'll give you credit for the two that you identified, and they are in fact the only two with the oh. first name Benoit that did play. Now Benny Hogue was great, but he became yeah. really, really, really good on Long Island with yes. Pierre Turgeon. So, but still honorary member. I mean, excellent, excellent player. Um. I was stunned to see that Benoit Pouliot actually scored 13 times in that catastrophic 17-18 season for this team. I would have I would have guessed like six. And anyway, uh, oh, he got the, a lot of ice time. <laughs> Good ice time. He played power play. <laughs> but the real reasoning behind the wrong Benoit segment here oh. on Sabres Live is which Benoit signed today: Joe Benoit, Andre Benoit, or Simon Benoit. And I am this, going this to player say, signed with the Maple Leafs. I'm going to say Andre Benoit, just because Duffer, there's a backstory to you and Andre Benoit at a, um, like one of those events where Game presentation intermission contestant. Okay. Name, yeah, exactly. Name that saber. Name that saber. It was yeah. not Brian Duff. It was Andre Benoit. And when I saw his headshot <laughs> on hockey DB today, I'm like, that's a good guess. Oh yeah, absolutely. You you guys can kind of switch spots and be the same. I've been to more Sabres alumni events than Andre Benoit has, so yes. I might feel like a little more in the club. Now, Simon Benoit is the actual newsmaker oh. today. He signed a one-year deal with the Maple Leafs. Now, he comes over from Anaheim, he's played 137 games. Mm -hmm. Of course, his first career goal was against Buffalo. And of course, 50% of his NHL career goals have been against the Sabres, yes. two of four. But it really was just a means to an end. I just wanted to talk about Andre Benoit. <laughs> and the reason is, I will never forget his only goal in his 59 games played with the Buffalo Sabres. It happened in Detroit. It was shorthanded. It was set up by one of my favorite Sabres of the era, which was Brian Flynn. It showed Andre Benoit celebrating into the glass in Detroit, and Buffalo was leading 3-1 in the second period. How did he get a shorthanded breakaway? He tried harder than everybody else on the ice, and the lead disappeared immediately oh, Buffalo no. would proceed to give up the next four goals in the game lose 6-3 as the wing scored four times on the power play so so much for shorthanded success and the only Sabres goal by Andre Benoit in his 59 games in blue and gold what I, a he memory. was a good guy you know he was great a great guy. guy like I loved Andre Benoit around the locker room he was a great guy but I I think it's funny how you mentioned the wrong Benoit because of the confusion of fans between you and him at times. Uh, we did have a gentleman yesterday at the golf course that looks identical to Gila Fleur. It could, it could have been like Gila Fleur's doppelhanger or twin brother. Um, so I, I find it that we've had a couple of encounters with people that look identical to players that have played in the NHL. Um, there was a guy one year looked identical to Lindy Ruff. I thought it really? was actually Lindy Ruff that I walked up to at him the and tournament? then I got, I, I think it was like four, no, maybe like six or seven years ago. Lindy wasn't here anymore, but I walked right up to him and then I turned around. I was like, I, I got to two feet almost to say, Hey, Lindy, how are you doing? And then I realized it wasn't him and I walked, but looked very, very similar to Lindy. Okay, so have you heard the story of our very own Rich Jareller from the <laughs> he's vice president of uh, community relations for the Sabres? Yeah. Uh, have you heard the story of him 
being um, accused, if you will, of being Darren Poopa? No, never knew that one. Never, never have heard that. I would never think of Rich, Rich likes Zarella. to compare it to him being Danny DeVito and Poopa being Schwarzenegger. Being Schwarzenegger and, and twins, yes. <laughs> so anyway, that was that was an interesting dinner topic yesterday when Rich strolled by our table and I was sitting next to Darren and his wife. So there's oh, quite man. the backstory there. And our best to uh, Don, not Lafleur Gleason, as uh, yes. he was there and having a great day yesterday as well. And we'll come back with Pittsburgh and Philadelphia as our teams of mm -hmm. the day here on Sabres Live. Stay with us. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Hashi kicks it around to Barnes. Barnes flings it around to Audet. Out the center. There's Dumont trying to get away. Bugner ties him up. Knocked it over the line to Barnes with a shot. He scores! Absolute bullet from Stu Barnes. And that bullet Bullets Buffalo back in the lead in the series, storming from behind a two-game to nothing deficit and assuming a three-game to two lead. You want chaos? We got chaos. Oh, it just hurts. <laughs> and oh. We miss him so much, but man, oh man, what an incredible call. We got to use that this RJ. year. You want yeah, chaos? Just, oh, you just, got let's, let's, chaos. Let's, that's a new segment on Sabres Live, and yeah. it'll be from around the league, and it'll mm -hmm. be what the heck is going on, and it'll be called You Want Chaos? There you You've go. You got chaos. What? Oh, oh and, and Gilbert Perot was at the game. Oh, gosh. That's, I remember that game. I remember that oh, series, obviously. What a line. Sue Barnes, JP Dumont, and Donald Odette on the ice in OT to, uh, to get the winning goal. Stewie with a rocket over the moose. Johan Hedberg, who mm -hmm. uh, appeared midseason for Pittsburgh, right? He went from Manitoba, the Manitoba moose, and got to Pittsburgh. And 
saved their season because the mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Penguins were struggling in net and Johan Hedberg like kind of saved their season. Um, when he was with the Moose, was that San Jose's affiliate? I believe it was, yes. Or was, was he San- a, or like was he with San Jose, but maybe playing independent, if you will, in Manitoba? Like I'm trying to anyway, it's neither here nor there. I'd have to look it up, or maybe it was a Pittsburgh kind of loan to the Manitoba Moose and then yeah, got called up. Right. But regardless, uh, it was an exceptional time for Hedberg. And unfortunately for Buffalo, the series would shift uh, back in Pittsburgh's favor, shockingly, um, yes. extending the theme of chaos because Buffalo was less than 90 seconds away from winning the series in six before Hand of God, Mario and uh, Marty Straka. And then... Leading again in the third period in Game Seven, only to have Lang score and then Casparitis. So, um, so I'm not that talking leads, about that game ever that, again. That leads us into that leads us into our teams of the day. <laughs> and sorry for piling on here, but it's Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, and yes. I'm not sure if you went team by team in the history of the Sabers, you could find two poorer matchups, winning percentage wise, over the course of fifty plus years. Um, I know that Pittsburgh was my ultimate worst, but I would hope that the oh, rest you of were the Sabres. Yeah, I, would, you, I was going to say, I would hope that the rest of the Sabres maybe fared better, but as you point out, it probably wasn't the case. Okay. Well, you like to go alphabetically. So technically, we should start with Philadelphia here. Okay. We can um, go Philly. And that's good for you because, I mean, I, I should have sent you a trophy and I should have <laughs> bowed in your presence here to start the show. But like, Marty, eight, three, and two lifetime against the Flyers, but it wasn't that. It was a 168 goals against and a yeah. 945 save percentage. Hashik was terrible from a wins loss standpoint against Philadelphia in his career at six, 10, and five. And even Miller was 13, 12, and two. What was your secret to success against the Flyers? I actually had a 1 1 tie against the Legion of Doom. After I got my first NHL win against the Dallas Stars, two days later, I got a 1 1 tie against Eric Lindros and everybody else there. Uh, I love playing against the Flyers. I love that they were gritty. There was emotions. There was intensity. I love playing in Philadelphia. Um, so that was one of the things. My big save on Andy Delmore was in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talk about a, a lot about the Flyers, but. When I think of the Flyers, I think of the playoff battles because starting in 97, 98, we were black aces when we beat the Flyers, Michael Grosch at goal, right? And I remember that series, like we're a bunch of young guys. We were having fun. We're following the team. The year after is the Flyers again. And then the year after is the Flyers. Like it was the Flyers every year, it seemed to in the playoffs, right? Oh, five, oh, six. It's the Flyers in the first round. Like it felt like playoff battles every year against the Philadelphia Flyers. Here's the thing. Then I go back to 99-2000, the playoffs against the Flyers, and a moment that I go back in time, I'm like, how did that happen? How? When you want chaos, you got chaos. How the heck did John LeClaire go through the side of the net? Stayed. We had cameras. We had replay boots. We had people in the building to overlook that. Even Dominic Ashek's reaction as we watched on MSG, he's like, that he couldn't knew. have beat me. Exactly. Like I was in the right position. That couldn't have beaten me. How? But like Claire had that weird stick and the weird shot. So maybe it fooled him and curled or whatever. But Dom is like, that didn't go in. It couldn't have gone in. It missed my pad and my pad was outside the net. So the goal counts, right? They drop the puck. I'm the backup. I'm on the bench. All of a sudden, 
Porky Palmer, Ansel Porky Palmer. For those that know who Porky is, he was the guy that kicked the boards at the odd for the puck to go back to the middle. But he traveled with us in the playoffs. He was in the locker room and he would, you know, set it all up for us coming back. Porky comes running down the hallway. Marty, Marty, that was no goal. That was no goal. I'm telling you, I went to the side of the net. I look over. I'm like, Porky, get back in the room. Like, we got a game to win here. Like, go back. He goes, Marty, I'm telling you that, that there's no effing way that puck went in the net. There's no goal. There's no goal. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? John LeClaire put it in the net. The puck was in the net. And so he brings me back to the locker room. ESPN is showing it on replay that the puck went through the side of the net. So I'm running back to the, to the bench. Lindy, Lindy, there's no goal. That puck went through the side of the net. He goes, what are you talking about? That puck went through the side of the net. The guys are starting to like talk on the bench. Like, is Marty drunk? Like, what is he talking about? We all saw the puck in the net. So Lindy is like, hey, Raph, come over. And he's trying to talk to the Raph. In the meantime, we look up to the press box. Darcy Regeer is in the video review boot. And he is like just unleashing on the, because he saw it on the TV. So now we know something's going on. The referees are like, we don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. Like the goal counted. We got the, the thumbs up. We don't know what to do. They counted the goal, but it never went in. It was incredible how that should have never happened. And yet things still happen there. No one's perfect. I suppose they say, but that was, that was one where you sure didn't appreciate an apology from the league after the fact. Yeah. Sorry guys. That puck shouldn't have, <laughs> that goal shouldn't have counted. Okay. How about we replay the game at that point? Right? Like, come yeah. on now. And it was in Philly and uh, at the time they were local video judges too. So you're thinking uh, who didn't look at it long mm. enough and whatnot. So it was frustrating, but no, um, and then the next year we went on to beat the Flyers, right? And yes, that was yes. uh, that was a big moment. And, uh, and then we did in 0506, another big moment there. So it was great. Three and six all time the Sabres are against the Flyers in playoff series. Of course, 1974-75 season ended in the Stanley Cup final with Buffalo falling to Philadelphia. All time regular season play. The Sabres are 76, 93, and 26 against the Flyers. Now, if you're to contrast that with Pittsburgh, that's good. They, they've played the Penguins even more, and the Sabres are only 73, 90, and 45 all time nice. in regular season play against the Pens, plus 0 and 2 in playoff series. The first one was awful. I would, so I would have been just shy of my eighth birthday. So what are we talking about? Like early 1979 80s? preliminary round afternoon 79? game, as okay. far as I can re remember. And the Sabres lose the deciding game three in overtime on a George Ferguson goal. And I am just like, you know, I'm almost eight. I probably think I know everything about hockey at this point. Like how can Buffalo lose to the Pittsburgh Penguins? Of course, next, like next year, the Sabres, you know, that was arguably their best team in 1980. So like, you're looking at this roster going, this doesn't make sense. Like yes. they can't lose in the preliminary round of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Well, sadly, they've yet to win a playoff series against the Pittsburgh Penguins because we just kind of documented the um, 2001 series with yes. the Stu Barnes goal that had them ahead. And when I mentioned goaltending, man, oh man. Hashik, 10, 14, and 5 in his career against the Penguins while playing for Buffalo. Ryan Miller, 7, 13, and 3 <laughs> in regular season play against Pittsburgh. Marty Baran, 6, 9, and 3. So 
not, not terrible, bad, but the numbers, but, but, the, the yeah. save percentage and the goals against average definitely was not good. Yeah. Um, and, they, and they weren't great Pittsburgh Penguins team because in the early 2000, power that you always had some crazy star power though. Okay. Mario they? came back a little bit. You had Jagger there for a little while and whatnot, but this is why Pittsburgh ended up with Sidney Crosby because they were not right. a good team. And you put the records for the last couple of years before the lockout, they weren't that good, but we could. I could never play at the Melon, the 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 the, the igloo, the Melon Arena. Mm-hmm. It, they had a laser show before the game, and they're still smoking the air, and I could barely see. I was like, "What's going on here? Like, can we get some fans?" It felt like the fog, and it was the site of my first NHL game where I got lit up for four goals in the first period, and that, that, it almost like stayed with me. It, pitchers in baseball are the same thing. If you play at Yankee Stadium your first game and you get lit up in the first two innings, every mm-hmm. time you go back to Yankee Stadium, the feel of it is gonna stay the same it was the same thing for me at the melon arena i lost to the pittsburgh penguins twice in my career in the playoffs not with the sabers with the flyers as mm-hmm. you know in oh uh oh seven no 08 and 09 we both we lost to the pittsburgh both times i could never beat pittsburgh <sighs> sadly a bit of a theme but maybe times are changing there we re-invest uh, energy in debating who's the better team coming into this season now that Pittsburgh is restocked. Well, Pittsburgh restocked with Eric Carlson. Yes, okay. And Riley Smith. And Riley Stanley Smith. Cup winner. They kept Tristan Jari. They mm-hmm. moved on from Casey DeSmith. Who cares? But, you know, they still have Malkin, Latang, and and Crosby, and and Getzel, and Ross, and whatever. Yeah. I, and, Grave, I, and Graves on the blue line. So in theory, I, I think that Buffalo be is a slightly better. I want to say Buffalo scares me a little bit more than Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh has the experience. They have yeah. the studs and that's the difference. Ah, uh, yes. Um, any other Pittsburgh memories? I feel like we burned your original game footage. Yeah, we may have burned that. Like it was. Uh, so I, anyway, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll paint a picture for you. I'm 18 years old. To. It's okay. I come you, could, you could find a win to tell no, us about. First, that would first, be nice. first shot. You know, how, like Rob Ray and Alexander McGillney and Danny Gare, they scored on their first shot. I mm. wanted to be part of that club. Basically, the club of I had a goal on my first shot. It was Peter Nedved on a semi breakaway. He went around Gary Galley. He came in. The puck was over my glove before I could blink. It was barred down in the back of the net just a couple minutes into the game. I gave up two to Yaramir Yager that period. I gave up one to a guy I don't even know his name. I was looking the wrong way, and the puck was in front of the net. The guy shot in an empty net. Um, it was not the best of peers, but I came back in the third period and did not give up any goals, which was a small victory right there. So that's a positive right there. Indeed. Um, we will, obviously, uh, continue our teams of the day as we roll through the end of this month of August and get you nicely into September. Uh, it's going to be a short week for us um next week did you know that yes so starting next week because of labor day labor day yes but then after that no more mondays all the way through the the football season so So we know what that means no you don't no you don't want me to say it i don't want you to say it i don't know it means monday's off that's what it means oh i don't know careful I think it I think it means the return of Sabres live overtime. The pod? The pod, baby. I thought the pod was put in a, a pod and sent out to space. <laughs> you can never be too sure of these things, Marty. I kind of like your thinking, 
but I have a feeling I might be right on this one. But the yes, more and more According fans. To dark producer Jeff fans, is fans the man. Unfans the man. We got to do something. You know. It always depends on how the football season goes. I think if the bills come up really strong, then we can kind of like slowly disappear. But if there's a need for hockey news to help the transition on Sundays to Mondays, mm-hmm. then we'll have to do it. True. But I also think that based on everything we've all experienced collectively in the saberhood, if you will, the last two weeks with RJ's news and alumni being in town, and the appetite for this year's team, I think there could be a lot of good storytellers uh, amidst Sabres alumni that uh, that may help fuel greater stories being told on Sabres Live Overtime this year. You know what would be I, great? I, I like could a be guy wrong, like Mike but Wilson, I, that's kind of my feel. A guy yeah. like Mike Wilson, who was on the bench, like four feet away from Steve Shield, beating the crap out of Gart Snow. Mm-hmm. I want his perspective because he's yelling at it. Oh, kill him! Like I want the the Willie story from that game. Yes, he. Did you, well, you knew this. He was in Jason Daw. Him and they yeah. were in each other's wedding parties. Yeah. So there'd be good stories from that too. Awesome. We'd have this. some good stories too. Yes. Uh, back after this on Sabers Live. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sabres Live, presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Welcome back. Winding down. Best line of the day yesterday, Marty, from our golf event. I was, of course, in the same card as Darren Poopa. We're going down the 18th, par three, and right next to the tennis courts. And that's where Darren's drive went. And we were looking for his ball, and the attendant came out of the hut and said, it's in the tennis court. And Poops goes, First green I've hit all day. <laughs> and then the guy proceeds to go around and with a golf club, like fish out the uh, the ball from up against the fence for us. And it was absolutely ridiculous. It, now, did, did you tell him it's not Wimbledon? It was probably a clay court. <laughs> hey, we'd have celebrated like Wimbledon if we could ever birdie to par three. That would have been amazing. But yeah, you guys anyway, one word here on Tuesday, and Ooh. this comes from a promotions and marketing standpoint. One word on the Capitals giving away a Sonny Milano Chia planter to fans on January the 11th against the Kraken. Um, well, I can't do one word. I was going to say, what's my schedule? Because I may go to Washington to get one. Like I may drive to Washington or get a quick flight just to be one of the fans to get a Chia pet planter with Sonny Milano. I mean, I don't have a green thumb. But I would want that thing to grow and grow and grow. And it's fantastic. I love it. Did you see him last year? Like his hair was like literally blown out. It was absolutely amazing. I'm just glad he's got a gig. I think the league still yes. needs guys definitely with the talent of Sonny Milano. We'll see you tomorrow on Sabres Live. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.